discrimination is such a terrible, terrible thing. No one should have to go through that, and no one should have to go through it with a 12-year-old. <laughs> Anyways, this is my story. Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. I think in life, a lot of us face discrimination for different reasons at different times. You definitely don't need to put a target on your back to come across that at some point in your life. It can be discrimination in the workplace, where you live, on the street, even out for dinner or a nightclub. But when it comes from somebody at your home, or within your family group. It's, it's a taste that isn't very kind. Now, divorce is a terrible thing. A lot of bad things can happen during divorce. One would hope after a certain period of time, people let things go and they just kind of move on. And, you know, they go about their life and manage them. I don't want to get completely too deep into this, but I'm very hurt and very upset and it's affecting my son in a negative way. And, I, you know, he struggles with a lot of different things in his life and, and trying to keep balance and harmony for him. It's a work in progress. I, I do believe my son suffers from PTSD from living with my ex. Like I said, I'm not going to get too far into the details. We're working through some of this stuff with counseling and, and medication. But when your daughter who's 12 years old, changes her last name on her social media pages to the last name of her stepfather. Has nothing nice to say to you but make discriminatory remarks and laugh about it while on Skype with your ex, with your ex laughing. It's disgusting. Now, I'm not completely sure how I want to deal with this. It's been almost a week, and I'm still struggling. And I'm sure I'm probably going to struggle for some time forward. I can handle a lot. I have big shoulders. Road is, the road of life isn't always easy, and it always presents new challenges. It breaks my heart that at the other parent after 10 years, is so hurt or so hate or so something wrong with her to start invoking discrimination against the other parent. And the sad part about it is the possibility that my daughter comes crashing down at some point because of all this and broken pieces all over the place. I don't know who's going to be there to put her back together. I hope for I hope for her sake that I'm still alive if this ever happens. She may never get to that point. There might just be discrimination and hatred taught to her so ingrained in her that I'm simply nothing anymore. We had an amazing relationship from the first 2 hours of her life sitting in in the hospital nursery, just alone, the two of us. 
all the way through up until the last probably 24 months. And by no means am I not guilty of mistakes. I know my shortcomings. And I've made some. Nothing so badly to be discriminated against and have a child turned against you. My son carries a lot of hurt and anger towards my ex, and rightfully so based on some of the things that have happened to him that we wouldn't even do to people in our own federal prisons, yet we're done to him. There seems to be no protection for the children or the parent, in my case, the weekend parent. And even if you complain, file a complaint with the courts, the other parents told not to continue doing that. It falls on deaf ears. In society, we talk about this shouldn't happen and this is what the recourse is going to be. Yet it continues. And I'm not the only parent that deals with this. I'm not the only parent that's dealt with this and lived through it and came out the other side with some mended fences. But the scars of that are always there. You can't get rid of that. Now, I don't know where the road forward goes. For me, I have to protect my son. I have to help him get past his anger and hatred that's been done to him. And I'm, I'm sure there's some in there of me, some things that I've done wrong as a parent. You know, and there is no parenting handbook. We just try our best. And it doesn't always work. I just don't know at this point. And I feel bad for my daughter because a 12-year-old doesn't know what hate discrimination truly is. Now, we try to Skype a couple times a month. And it's been the same thing for the last year. When I tell her I love her, she just turns and ignores me. When we drove up there to visit and sat on the outside of the fence on a locked gate on the side of the road, I could tell that she's hurt. And whatever's being preached in that house to continue keeping that hurt, it's shameful from my ex. She should be... If I told you the things that have happened, she should probably be locked up and put in jail. That's my opinion. It doesn't mean that would actually happen. I don't know where to turn to anymore. I'm not going to walk away from my daughter by no means. And I'm continually telling her I love her on social media. When I see her, whether it's on Skype or in person, it's, it's, I'm at a loss for words. And I've been struggling all week. And that's probably why there hasn't been much content for me for the last few weeks. This is something that's been weighing heavy on my heart for about the last three weeks. But it really came to a head on Monday. Seeking legal help, I've already been down that road with one of the best discrimination lawyers in the province. It didn't do much. It helped for a small window of time, six to eight months, but it started again. I th uh, When you're so wrapped up in your own lie and you're so wrapped up in ill truth, you start to believe it. It becomes real. And then you can make the people around you believe it. 
my own sister, somebody I don't talk about very often on the podcast, if ever, and I probably won't ever again. She even made some comments to me that sat really poorly pertaining to this matter. And I thought, that's how little you think of me after 50 years of knowing me, or for her case, 48. Yeah, I'm guilty. And I definitely am guilty of a lot of bad things in the past. Not not bad malicious-wise, it just mistakes. And repeating those mistakes. You know, trying to, to be a better person on a day-to-day basis and move forward. When you're the brunt of hurtful, hateful discrimination, and the people that you should be able to turn to just poke a hot stick into that open wound. It just makes it harder. I don't know what I'm going to do with my daughter. I'm definitely not going to give up on her. I think I'm just going to have to take the hurt on my shoulders and hope that one day it turns around. Hopefully one day she sees the ill truth, sees the discrimination. I don't know. In some ways, I don't want her to ever see that or have to realize that she was part of that for fear of her own hurt. But I love her very much. I love her more than my own life. It's something I've told her every moment I could. Her and her brother, they're first in my life. They always have been, they always will be. And become a parent to walk away from my kids like Dennis did. I'm there for the long haul with them, with both of them, no matter what their troubles are. I'll never turn a blind eye for their mistakes. I always have an open ear for them and listen. And when they are making mistakes, I will try with all kindness to show them the right light. But I will never pick favorites. I've seen that in my own life. It's disgusting. It's hurtful. I was always, and I've told my daughter this on numerous occasions, my door is always open for both of you. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where it is or when it is. That will never change. My kids are always welcome in my life. I love them very much. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sophia, that whatever you're told, whatever hatred or anger you have towards me, I'm sorry for my part in that. I truly am. I've been a weekend parent, a sideline parent. It's not because I want to be. It's simply because that's all I've been given. And it's easy to turn that around and say that you're a bad parent because you want nothing to do with your kids except for see them every other weekend. That's not the case. That's not my case. They live two and a half hours away. It's pretty hard to be anything more than a, a weekend parent. When we first separated, I wanted my kids minimum of six weeks out of the year plus every other weekend. And I was told no by the courts. That's too much. Because my ex fought that. I've gone through many Christmases without my kids for one excuse after another and then blamed it's my fault. I've been phoned midday. You need to come back and help me with your kids or your son. I'm in Vancouver working. It's not just that easy to drop what I'm doing and run right back out. 
I was paying pretty good child support. Yet my ex didn't seem to think that I should pay my child support and I should be there at her whim, beck and call, yet still make my child support payments, which I was accused of always being laid on. The reality of it is, I was an entire month ahead of myself with family maintenance enforcement. And even at the end when the child support stopped, she filed a grievance against me that I was late. When when the government reached out to me, I said, you need to check your records again. I'm actually ahead on payments, so I could never be late because I never want the $400 fine that does no good but fill their coffers. It wouldn't even go to my children. They phoned me back later that day and said, we're sorry. It's an oversight on our part. Yes, you are ahead. It's fine. But if you say that to all the people around you, that Coralie's a deadbeat parent, always late on child support, people believe it because they don't know any different. They only believe what they're told. And a lot of people have enough problems in their life they don't get to see the bigger picture or think that, hmm, there's always two sides to this. It's something that I've tried to grow with. Listen to both sides before I make judgment. It's a hard it's a hard task to do. Unfortunately, with this situation, I don't know what the other side is because I'm not being told. All I'm doing is getting discriminating marks. I know the stuff that's happened to my son. And like I said earlier in the podcast, we don't do that to our criminals in our own justice system. Yet it was done to an eight-year-old child through till he was 12. And you wonder why a child lashes out. If I had to live in a room with just a bed and nothing else, I might lash out too. Peace, love, and namaste.